Good morning. Alfred DaCosta, your host, Living for Him. Hope you're doing well this morning. Today's show is going to be centered around preparation. Today being preparation day for me. If it's not for you, just think of things that you prepare for. Anything from taking a trip, going to work, going to school, holidays. What are you preparing for today? Also, you'll have the joy of experiencing some of the ambient sounds of me preparing. The first being that of ambient coffee sounds. Stay tuned. Wow, 
If you are still listening, you are truly an audio person. I mean, I have to admit, I really do enjoy ambience. I mean, there's just something about sound. That's probably why you're even on Anchor. But if you got this far, friend, let me know by putting a cup of coffee emoji below. Because I'm curious to know which one of you guys made it to the end of this, because it's kind of weird. But, kind of cool. Coming up next is a deeper dive into a piece of last night's Thursday freestyle segment. It's coming from Philippians 1 verse 6. I'll play the snippet, and then we'll talk about it. Stay tuned. chapter 1 verse 6 for I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you and me will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ he'll perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ for I am confident of this very thing hey we talked about confidence yesterday that he who began a good work, who began a good work? He, who is he? Jesus, what did he begin? A good work, what kind of work? A good work, where did he perform it? In you, and it says that he began a good work in you, will perfect it until the day of what? Of Jesus Christ. It says he began a good work, and when did that good work begin? Well, you know, he always knocks before he comes in, so we've gotta allow him this is a choice we have to make by faith, one that you could make right now. Would you be interested? Great, praise God. I'm not just talking about the one who doesn't know Jesus or hasn't made a decision for him. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about everybody. Sometimes we claim his name and deny his power. We can have it just as well. It says work. What kind of work? A good work. There's only one who is good, that is God. So, sounds like God is doing some arranging, some rearranging of the furniture inside of me. Sounds like God is gutting out the drywall and, and the stony heart. God doing a good work in me. What does good work look like? Sometimes we think of it as good deeds, right? Well, let me tell you, he is changing your life. How so? Well, he began the work. Who's doing the completion of it? Me? Trying to quit all these bad habits without his help by my own power? Making sure that I go down the checklist of, of the commandments and that I'm doing them and reading the Bible every day to appease this bipolar God that we have in our heads? No. God wants relationship with you, not appeasal. How long is this going to take, by the way? Well, the verse says, until when? Until the day. What day? The day of Jesus Christ. It is a lifelong process. You know, we are complex beings with a lot of issues, trauma, drama, things we just don't want to let go of. And God is willing to go the long haul with us. The process is called sanctification. I know that's a big, holy-sounding word, but... Think about those things you used to do. 
that you just don't aspire to anymore. Yeah, some of it you may attribute to you gritting and bearing it. We do that a lot, don't we? But I'm going to tell you the miracle that takes place on the inside. This is why a lot of people who believe in God believe in God. Because, yes, it's one thing to hear about what he does, to sit in a church and hear a pastor talk about it. Somebody else's testimony is powerful, don't get me wrong. Prophecy points to God and who he is. We look outside and the trees and nature and the birds prove that there is a creator. But let me tell you something. When you experience the power of God working from the inside out, it's a testimony to yourself. And you know that it's not you doing this work. It's him completing this good work in you. So let him do it. He just asks one thing. Come to me. Come to me. Learn from me. How often? Daily. Think about your relationships in your life. Your spouses. Your, your, your friends. Your family. Your loved ones. It's a daily relationship. Isn't it? It's not always easy now. But they're relationships. And that's what God wants. That's what he's been saying the whole time. He wants a relationship. He wants a relationship. Would you like that today? Well, just close your eyes. Not if you're driving. And just say, yes, Lord. I accept it. Congratulations. It was just that easy. Here you are again. Wow, if you really listen this long, can you guess what I'm doing? If you really got this far listening, again, you are truly a sound person. You probably guessed it. You know how sometimes you might, you know, not take the trash out like you're supposed to? And uh, you conveniently have it in a corner so that you can get more trash space because you can build your trash up in the corner. So, um, yeah, that's uh, kind of gross. But that's where we're at. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. So it's dish time, and i got to tell you, I am a professional. And when I think of some of the titles that are given out there, you know, when you're doing job searching, which is what I'm doing right now, they need to kind of get a little more creative with some of these titles. You know, give you titles of, of prestige and and to make you feel like, you know, what you're doing is 
admirable, honorable, and and has weight. And so, you know, doing these dishes, you know, I could say I'm a dishwasher, right? Well, I went to my trusty thesaurus and, and, and synonym finder, and I decided to make a new profession. Instead of a simple dishwasher guy, which is what I am right now, I've got the word receptacle. I looked at another word for cleaning or washing, and the word is deprecate. So all you do is you go to the dictionary and find some synonyms, or go to a synonym finder, a thesaurus, find a, an amped up version of the word, and then go to Google um, corporate titles, and then just add that afterwards. And you can, you can use the word receptacle deprecator, or receptacle deprecation. And then, depending on how you're feeling, like if you're feeling kind of humble, you know, there's like different titles that you could be like the VP or something. So, so receptacle, deprecation, administrative assistant. Like, you know, that, that's kind of, I'm not the CEO. I mean, if you're feeling really good that day, just change the title. So the CEO receptacle deprecator or the receptacle deprecation specialist, you know, if you feel like you still want to climb the corporate ladder, or the receptacle deprecation of foreign affairs, if you want to kind of sound, you know, political or something, or foreign, you know, like the receptacle deprecator of foreign affairs, or the receptacle deprecation chief executive. And just tell people that, you know, like, hey, what do you do? Oh, I stay at home with my son and wash dishes because today is preparation. No! Say it with me, Moses. No! Absolutely not. You you beef that title up and you own that. And you look them in the eyes when you say it because they're not going to, what's that? Well, I prefer not to discuss that right now. So here it is. Let's practice. Hi. My name's Alfred. What's your name? Bill. Hey, Bill. And you know, it always comes down to weather. Oh, this weather out here, which, by the way, the weather has been interesting. It's been cooler uh, for these past couple of days here in Nebraska City. So what is it that you do, especially with guys, man? That's always the first thing that comes out, you know? And so I look them in the eyes and say, oh, man, yeah, I'm into this thing. I don't really want to get into it, but I guess I can share with you. I'm a receptacle deprecation specialist. Supposed to be moving up pretty soon, actually, to receptacle deprecation administrative assistant. Oh, really? Wow, what's that all about? Well, you know, I don't really want to get into it, but hey, listen, it's been good talking to you. I'll uh, I'll get with you later. Hello, friends. I am reversing right now out of my uh, parking lot because I'm headed to Walmart. I am getting ready to go shopping for food on Preparation Day. What is Preparation Day? Well, that's coming up soon. Before I get into that, though, I just wanted to clarify something on that Philippians verse I was talking about. Uh, I appreciate when there are questions about some of what I say um, on air, and I'm always happy to clarify. Um, I do not get offended 
um, buy such things because sometimes you know things may come across a certain way and you just kind of want to know um, the clarification is on the the commandments themselves I know that I said in that broadcast I said those of you out there or those of us or whenever we're trying to follow the list of being a good person by uh, keeping the commandments and and making sure you say your prayers and read your Bible. Don't get me wrong. Those things are to be done. But why do we keep the commandments? Do we keep the commandments to be saved? Or do we keep the commandments because we have been saved? You be the judge of that. Because what Christ did on the cross um, really says a lot to how you answer that question for yourself. So anyway, um, as far as uh, what to shop for, I don't know what to buy. I have exhausted every food there is imaginable. I, I think I could say that I'm tired of eating, but then I get hungry again and I return. I return to food with, you know, return back to food with my tail between my legs because I always end up hungry again. So uh, when I get there, I'll ask you the question again. Maybe we'll talk about some ideas. Uh, I have to make two meals right now for the sake of preparation day. Um, one of them will be what we will be eating tonight and the other will be for tomorrow. So stay tuned. So, I see it, buddy. So, the wonderful thing about Anchor is that you can hold the phone up to your head and look like you're possibly having a full conversation with someone. And, I mean, I am, but it's a one-sided one. And the strange thing about having something like this and having the phone up to your ear is that you can look around freely, whereas usually you're, well, I don't know. Like you look in one direction, but looks like you're, you know, getting things done. And so what I decided after looking throughout the store, I want to prepare something easy. Something that's going to be quick. And if it's going to be two meals, usually I go all out and I try to have one pot going and another one. And it just doesn't work out so well. So what I decided was to get... uh, pre-cooked items. That's what I determined. And so this, what I have right now in my cart is some kind of a meatloaf, some kind of mashed sweet potatoes already in a box, and uh, some quinoa for tomorrow, and uh, a mop, and uh, pizza for my son, and I decided to get some flowers because my wife has done a good job trying to work and come home and thought I would do something nice. But, you know, I don't know about you, ladies. I don't know if you like... Is it that you really like flowers or is it that... I mean, you like them, like... Or do you use it the public element? Like, do I need to, like, descend from the ceiling rafters and present them and then everybody, you know, in shock and oohs and ahs... Is it that that you all like, or is it just like, like I could give this to her when she gets in the car? It's really a, it's a big decision, so 
Um, yeah, we'll see. If I get an answer before that time, which will be around five, I will, uh, I will probably take your advice. So my question is to the ladies of the world out there, as I'm leaving Walmart, why? You know, it's one thing to doll yourself up before you go somewhere, and uh, the choice of clothing and all that, you know, I can't control your life. I mean, it's not up to me. But there's just something about these spandex pants. Is it more comfort, or is it that you're trying to market your product? what is going on out here and I mean I've had it to where it's like one pass by or another and it's fine and in as I am in Christ I am victorious I am an overcomer I want you to know that and that's a, a good thing but when I turn down aisle two make my way around to aisle three and then aisle four and then aisle five it's inescapable just about every single one of you are rocking those things like they're going out of style and you know I was just curious you know no hate you know it's it's uh, it's it's good it's great I just don't know if maybe they're just comfortable maybe that's what it is so anyways dealing with temptation God is good and uh, I don't leave it up to me to try to grin and bear it or grit and bear it um, I usually go prepared before I go into these places because I, I know, I know that I'm entering into territory that uh, might have temptation. And uh, we all deal with temptation. And um, it just, it was just very startling, I guess, because I've seen things, but this was just like, I mean, everybody, I think even the guys were wearing these spandex ties. I don't even know what's going on, man. So anyways, um... I deal with it before I get in. I usually talk to God and I say, Lord, I'm uh, allowing you to, to do your work through me, your good work, and to um, give me the strength to keep my eyes focused where they need to be. And you know, it's not even that it's a fear that I'm gonna go and do something like, you know, hey, let me get your number. Can I get your number? Like, it's not even like that. Um, for me, it's more like, you know, you see something and you see it again. Could you hold this, buddy? You see it again and then you see it again and then you just get curious and you're just always like, you're just not focused. You're just always looking and looking and looking and it's just, uh, and you're not doing anything about the looking. And so it just makes for a really distracting, um, non-productive time. It's pointless is really what it is. Um, so that was just my short rant and um, yeah so if you have an answer for me you're welcome to share why 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 is this the thing right now and then you know uh, to me it's marketing to me and um, anyways so yeah so maybe I'm coming from a different you know I could be wrong so that's why I'm asking. Just help me out. Help me, help you, help me. And they lived happily ever after. Alfred, I gotta ask. What is it about the spandex-clad female 
That is tempting. Just out of curiosity, I, I gotta know. What is it? Uh, I mean, it's obviously inappropriate, right? My real question is, how the heck is that comfortable? I mean, you're not wrong, man. I think they call them yoga pants. Yoga plants. Ha! Yoga pants. And you're right. Every freaking female on earth is running around on the, in these things. And I don't get it. I don't know how it could possibly be comfortable. I know when I pick up a good solid 30 pounds and the jeans don't fit well, it's not comfortable. I don't understand how women wear such tight clothes and, and, and call it comfortable. I know why they call it cute. You know what I mean? Anyway, I will use a goal call in on that. Why are women in spandex? What is the temptation about that? Hey, Kurt. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And I always appreciate your ability to to dig deeper, to, 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 um, to evoke... Um, deeper discussion and it's true it's it's a legitimate question what is it about that and I agree with you about the the comfort level Um, for me the disturbance is just it it goes both ways to be honest and um, it has to do with those who probably ought not to wear it and then at the same time those who who are extremely vain as already and then they wear things that are like you know those machines that you um you air seal your food like you get some chicken and you put it in this plastic bag and it's like an air vacuum and then it's just like there's no air and it, it 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 hugs every centimeter of the contour and um, and it's extremely visible now I understand the color black is is probably something that that would help to to disguise some of that but I guess in a way I guess you could think of it kind of like wearing a bathing suit I guess and you know when we go swimming it's not so big of a deal I suppose unless you're gawking but you know I'm not when I'm swimming, which actually I just did go swimming, I, you know, I didn't have any trouble maybe perhaps because, um, you know, I, I, I guess that's what you come to expect in that area. Or like, you know, when we were driving home from swimming, I, I think I saw some ladies wearing, but they were exercising. I, I think it, I would allude to um, reference um, Victoria's comment in that previous segment i think her statement is the statement of the day it i think she said it was if i hope i quote this right she said it is a pure socially acceptable excuse to be lazy or lazy excuse is what it is and so what you're doing is you're it's it's overexposure and it's it's also done very cheaply carelessly and it's um and it does draw it it draws attention sometimes and and then what happens is that i've i've witnessed situations where where you know guys who who have probably less self-control will gawk out loud i mean they'll 
you know, oh, 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 you know, and they go mad, and and then they get angry, and they're like, I, I just don't understand, you know, and 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 I guess my message to them is, you should understand. And so, anyways, um, you know, this this could this topic this subject could could go even deeper because I know there's the other aspects of dress, but I guess to see it on such a large scale of uniformity. It's like everybody got the memo. That's what it seems like. It seems like, you know, they got up this morning or they got all got an email. Maybe they set, sent out a, a group text or a Snapchat and they all have this group and they're like, okay, you got yours? Yeah, I got mine. And then they go. And so I guess it's just the lack of, I guess it just seems like a lot of just unif conformity, uniformity, and I mean, this is no hatred. If you wear, ladies and gentlemen, I notice how I added the gentleman. If you do wear these yoga pants, please do. But you notice, I guess, also, you see on Facebook also, I mean, you, the ladies must know how guys respond to this. Um, they like to make these little funny videos and they like to pass them off as humor. And it shows the guy and then there's a girl walking in slow motion and she's got these bloody yoga pants and they're just... You know, and, and they're gawking, you know, vis visibly, you know. And so, if you know what it does, why continue? So, um, and, and I hope I answered your question. But, um, you know, the temptation's there when it's at every turn. It make, I guess it just brings the focus to that, the, you know, the elephant in the room. So, thanks for calling. Well, good evening, friends. Alfred DaCosta here, your host, Living For Him. We are coming to the end of a wonderful day of adventure. The title and theme of this episode today is centered around preparation. Today is preparation day for me. It is preparation day for my own personal reasons. But I want to ask you the question. What are you preparing for? And how are you preparing for that? Think about those big things you got to prepare for. You don't just go and do it all at once. But there's little bits that you engage in every day little by little and it all adds up from seconds to minutes to hours from hours to days to months and pretty soon the plan as one would call it has come to a completion When we talk about spiritual things and planning for the future, planning for eternity, I was listening to an episode from Feet for Thoughts, and it was a fantastic discussion between Kurt and um, Feet for Thoughts, and I really enjoyed what they were talking about. It was the episode on prophecy. One of the things that stood out that they both agreed on 
was the fact that sometimes we have our head either in the ground or in the clouds, meaning we're either, we're just not present. We're not living in the present because we're dealing with the past or or we're dealing with some distraction or we're dealing with something that is not allowing us to be fully present. For me, that's usually crisis. I have an amazing ability to disassociate. Whereas, especially in Christian circles, the other tendency is to have our head in the clouds. That we are just existing to one day just get to the good part, cut to the chase, fast forward to the scene, heaven. And heaven is our goal, isn't it? But something that I heard them discuss was also the kingdom, kingdom of God. And there's even a song, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added on to you. And there's actually a a verse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added on to you. It's actually a song as well. But one thing I like to, something you'll hear me say frequently, is that the kingdom of God is established. Now, I'm not getting into some theology of some sort that speaks of the world um, in its progressive state, that we're getting better and better as a society. This is a depraved world we live in. A lot of suffering and pain. Things I didn't realize that that are taking place even now. And, um, but I think that The kingdom of God is now. I think it's now by the power of the Holy Spirit as we allow Jesus Christ to live in our hearts. So, the question is, how do we prepare? How do we prepare for the unthinkable? How do we prepare for the uninvited or the unpredictable. Sometimes it seems like what is the point of preparation when the ending seems to be the same? And what is the appropriate way to prepare as a Christian for, say, things like the second coming of Christ? Well, I'll say that uh, 
it's in the most unlikely way. Because when we fast forward the scene to the end, when the trumpets of the Lord shall sound and and time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, there's going to be a shout, there's going to be a call, and there's going to be those who look up, and they won't be surprised, they won't be shocked, because they're going to recognize the voice of the one calling them, they're going to recognize it as the voice had been speaking to their hearts. And how did they recognize that voice so well, especially since it wasn't as audible as my voice in your ears right now, especially since it's not as audible as television and media and smartphones and ambiance, they will recognize it distinctly because of something that they were doing that the other half were not. They will recognize his voice because they were spending time in that voice, with that voice. And so I want to invite you, and I want to renew my own, my own challenge to myself, and that is to prepare. Prepare by creating a time and a place that... No one can interrupt. No phone calls or texts or smartphones or social media. A place that you can spend a thoughtful hour with Christ. And get to know Him. It is getting late, and um, tomorrow I am going to church, and so I am going to sign off, and I bid you farewell, good night, happy Sabbath. Good evening, Anchor Crew, Alfred DaCosta, your host. I want to welcome you to another experimental segment on the Friday night freestyle summary of today's podcast. Check it out. 
Today was preparation day, so I prepared. I started with some coffee grounds and then some coffee sounds. I'm a receptacle deprecation specialist. Got a degree in cleaning house like a perfectionist. Went to Walmart in advanced. Found the sisterhood of yoga pants. So I decided to die to sin today so that I could live to Jesus Christ. Then I read 1 Peter 2.24, and this is what it said. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. I want to thank you for joining me, Alfred DaCosta, your host, Living for Him. Tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about this 1 Peter 2.24 business. Stay tuned.